Last week, uh, we talked about, we've been talking about being connected through the body, and, um, and we talked about that, the fact that the cross and the blood of Christ has brought us near. We were far, but his blood has brought us near so that we could walk together uh, in, in unity and being connected as the body of Christ, as one. Um, and we talked about the fact that, that because of the blood and because of the work of the cross, that he has made us one new man. Uh, and the fact that it's one new man, the, the truth is that that is no longer. The Bible says that that if any man be in Christ, that he's a new creation. Old things have passed away, and behold, all things have become new. So the question isn't um, um, who are you, or where are you, or what ethnicity, or whatever background. The question is, are you in or are you out, right? Uh, and so we we talked about that, and I I was talking about uh, last week. Uh, gave uh, about the puzzles and then the Lego piece. Um, somebody, one of the kids made me a, a boat from Legos. Isn't that, isn't that cute? Um, actually, it was Oscar. Oscar, stand up. Oscar made me the boat from the Lego. My little preacher right there. So pretty cool. I don't, Oscar, I don't know if it goes this way or that way, though. You're going to have to help me out with that. So we're going to figure out. But the fact is, um, you, you, <laughs> what'd you say? Oh, you going, oh, he was coming to help me out. Which, which, does it go this way? The other, okay, that way, gently down the stream. Okay, I, I got it. Row, row, row your Lego boat. Um, and so the fact is, if you take one of these pieces off, it ceases being the boat, right? And I, I'll be honest with you, I, I like these Legos. These Legos are the nice ones because they're so big, right? They, they're, they're big Legos. Um, um, here, Kevin, you, you can take, don't break, don't break the boat. These are the ones that Satan has made. Um, <laughs> These right here, you step on these Legos, these are little ones right now, you know. I, there has never been a time where I've stepped on a Lego and all of a sudden I stepped on it and go, oh, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. How beautiful are the feet of those that bring good news. I mean, nothing ever, when I step on these Legos, nothing like that comes out of my mouth. It's always beep, beep. No, I'm just kidding. Anyway. <laughs> But the, the truth is, is the fact is that if you're alive, we were talking about your life may seem insignificant um, and all the things that, that, but your life joined with the life of believers and the body of Christ and the fact that they'll join together, that we become one new man and the body of Christ joins together, moves to do God's will. And that's important. Amen. And we're going to continue talking about that this morning, and we're, we're going to look at two different scriptures. So if you have your Bibles, I'm going to ask you to turn to uh, Ephesians chapter 4. And so two different books, two different passages we're going to look at. Ephesians chapter 4, and then I'm going to ask you to turn to John chapter 17. Um, so yeah, so Luke chapter 4, and then, wait, John, yeah, oh, sorry, no, Ephesians, that's right, Ephesians chapter 4, sorry. Looking at the different, different, Ephesians 4 and John 17. All right, while you're turning there, let's pray. Turn there and pray at the same time. Lord, we thank you for this morning. Thank you, Lord, for your word. All the things that we do, Lord, we want to glorify you. It's your it's you, Lord, that's working in us. So we thank you, Lord, from the fact that people coming in, the ushers and greeters, our children's ministry, everything we do, we want to glorify you. That's our desire. And so as we look through the scriptures this, uh, this morning, I'm asking you to help us. Uh, to really see, Lord, what you're wanting to show us. And we thank you, Lord, that you, as you paint that picture for us, that we won't just be hearers of the word, but we'll be doers of the word also so that we don't deceive ourselves. So we thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. I love family. I, did you, do you love family? 
I love, I love family. Uh, you know, some of us say God didn't put us, you know, he didn't pick the family that we were, that we're uh, supposed to be in. We, he, he's the one that picked that. We didn't pick it. So we, we're part of family. I love our family. Um, we have, we're, we all have different makeups, uh, different personalities, different things. But I just, I love the fact that there's family. And, and the truth is, is that we are a family. Do you know we're in the family of God? And I, the fact that we grew up, I grew up in a, in a uh, family with uh, three, three boys and one girl. You know, my brothers, uh, two brothers and uh, sister. And, and we, we had our different, we'd fight and we'd fuss and we'd argue um, and we, we'd have issues and stuff. They'd call me names, you know, they'd call me dumbhead or, or they would call me fat show. Um, but the truth is, is that when, when somebody picked on me, they would come to my aid. They'd be like, you can't call him fat, so that's my fat, so. You know, they'd be like, you can't call him that. How many of you know that when family, you can pick on family members, but you, you can, but if somebody on the outside picked on you, on them, did you have brothers and sisters, you have a fight on your hands, right? Anybody know what I'm talking about? Some of y'all didn't, you would fight your brothers and sisters. Y'all were in, in the same, yeah, anyway. I, it was that way with us. My brothers would call me names, and we'd fight and fuss or whatever, but if it was any of the outside forces that came on, came and tried to attack us, boy, you had, I'm telling you, you had a terrible time. I remember there was one time I was in a fight, um, and I'm telling you what, I was covered up. I mean, I was covered up. I thought I was going to die. Like, throwing the towel, I'm done. And body started flying off of me, and it was my brother. Came to my rescue. I'd never been so glad to see him in my whole life. Man, he was yanking people off, and all of a sudden, and all of a sudden, I'd be like, that's my brother. He'd be like, that's my fat show. I mean, you know, so that was just how it was. We protected each other. We were, we were, we were a family. We were a bond. And I'm telling you what, that you, and some of you, I would just say this, the enemy has tried to pick on the family of God. Do you believe that? I believe it's time for them. You mess with family, you messing with something else, right? I mean, in the black neighborhood, if you had talked about my mama, you know what I'm saying? Anybody know what I'm talking about? Usually mama jokes. Now they do that all the time. You talk about my mama, I, you would catch a fist to the face, you know, and then I would help you up and be like, don't say that again. I'm sorry, you can't say that. That's my mama. And so therefore, we, we, the family of God needs to understand that Satan has picked a fight against the family of God. And it's time for the family to stand up and take her rightful place in the kingdom and fight back because there's unity that comes about in family. Oh man, you see somebody, somebody pick on the outside. So that's what I'm saying. So, so here's what the scripture says in Ephesians chapter four, verse one, it says, it says, I, verse one, I, therefore the prisoner of the Lord. I love the verbiage there because the prisoner uh, says that I can't do anything else except follow after the Lord. I can't help but do anything else but serve the Lord. I beseech you to walk worthy of the calling which, with which you were called with all lowliness and gentleness, with long suffering, bearing with one another in love. I love that because you can bear with one another, but if you don't do it in love, it's just toleration. You're just tolerating somebody. But love is the thing that binds us together. Would you agree with that? You know, Corinthians talked about 13, talks about the fact that you, you can, you can ha if you have not love, you sound like a, a clanging symbol. But love is what brings us together. So it says that, bearing with one another in love. And here's verse 3. I want us to get this. Endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. It's our job to keep that unity together. Our, it's endeavor, our endeavor, it's our work to keep that unity in the bond of peace and the spirit of the bond of peace. There's a spirit. And here's what he says. There's one body and one spirit, just as you were called in one hope of your calling. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and father of all 
who is above all and through all and in you all. So he says that there's one Lord, there's one faith, there's one, one Lord, one spirit by which we are baptized into. The fact that we walk together in unity is, is us coming together as the body of Christ, the family of God. You understand what I'm saying? God is saying he's calling us to walk together. And it's important for us to do so. Each part of our family members, part of the family has to keep the faith and endeavor. That means there's work to be that's involved in on our behalf for us to be able to bring forth the family together. I have a part to play and you have a part to play to keep their unity together. Is that true? Knowing that the Bible says that we're not ignorant of Satan's devices, knowing that he's trying to do everything he can to separate us. He's trying to do everything he can to keep us. I said that last week, everything he can to try to keep us from walking in unity from walking together in love. There's always some offense or something that somebody does to try to keep you offended or whatever from being able to walk together in unity. I can't tell you how many times sometimes I, I'd be like, so I walk around, somebody's like, well, Pastor Chris, you've been mad at me. I'm like, what, what, are, you, what are you talking about? He's like, well, you, did, you looked at me funny. I'm like, I didn't even notice, I didn't even notice you. Like some offense, some, some, some kind of thing to try to keep us from walking together in unity. So that's why offenses come. So we have to work at keeping us together and walking together in love. Amen? Amen? So there's that. So flip over to, to um, flip over to John chapter 17. Now we can continue on as you're flipping over there. We can continue on in, in Ephesians talking about unity because it talks about every joint supplies, talking about us walking together that way. But the best thing that I knew for us to come to, the Lord uh, just reminded me of this, is a prayer that Jesus prayed in John 17. It's the longest prayer uh, the prayer that's been recorded that Jesus prayed is right before he gets ready to go to the cross. And the best thing that he does, he gathers all the disciples together. He doesn't necessarily lecture them. He's not trying to tell them. And he, t- he does tell them, instruct them. But the best thing he can, that he realizes that he can do is pray. And he brought them together and he prays this. Jesus spoke these words, lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your son that your son also may glorify you as you have given him authority over all flesh that he should give eternal life to as many as you have given him. And this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God. And Jesus Christ, whom you have sent, I have glorified you on earth. I have finished the work which you have given me to do. And now, O Father, glorify me together with yourself with the glory which I had with you before the world was. I have manifested your name to the men whom you have given me out of the world. They were yours. You gave them to me, and they have kept your word. Now they have known that all things which you have given me are from you. For I have given to them the words which you have given to me, and they have received them and have known surely that I came forth from you. And they have believed that you sent me. I pray for them. Do not pray for the world, but for those whom you have given me. For they are yours, and all mine are yours, and yours are mine. And I am glorified in them. Now I am no longer in the world, but these are in the world. And I come to you, Holy Father. Keep through your name those whom you have given me, that they may be one as we are. I'm going to stop there just for a second because that's a prayer. The prayer is that everyone, that we would be one. There's a oneness that is in the family of God, that 
they would be one just as we are one. Amen? The oneness that comes about in the family. So I got three points. Here are my three points today. So Jesus prayed the prayer. So it's his prayer, number one, that brings, brings unity. So that's what he prayed. It's his prayer. It's his purpose and his people that are manufacturing the oneness. His prayer, his purpose, and his people. Let's talk about the prayer. Have you ever noticed that when, when it comes to talking about prayer, how I many you know that we need prayer in the body of Christ more than ever? It's one thing for us to talk about events. It's one thing for us to look at things unfold. But it's another thing for us to realize and get to the place where we're praying for the things that God wants, wants done here on earth. He said, pray, thy kingdom come and thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Isn't it, isn't it amazing how, how, how we pray little but worry much? Amen? And isn't it amazing how, how the prayer meeting is the most least attended meeting in the church? Oh, I, I didn't hear it. Nobody, nobody said amen then. I'm not trying to step on toes. I'm trying to get your whole foot this morning. I'm going to step on your whole foot. Because the truth is, is that we talk about a lot of things, but a lot of times we don't, we don't necessarily pray about it. He says, be anxious for nothing but everything, prayer and supplication to God. Make your request known to God. He says, don't worry about anything, but pray about everything. And so he, he tells us, and that's what he does. He brings, right in the biggest trial of his life, he brings the disciples together and he prays. It wouldn't be amazing. What would the church look like if we gathered together and stopped complaining about all the things that are going on and we prayed? What would happen if the church came together, the body of Christ came together and prayed? I believe I read somewhere where the Bible says that the effectual, fervent prayers of a righteous man avails much there is power in prayer there is power in prayer there's there's wonder working power when we pray together when we get together we pray have you ever walked in a room and everybody's talking and everybody's talking about stuff and there's noise and the kids playing and it's on the side and everybody is around and there's noise and all of a sudden there's no there's no three better words that you can say to bring people together than let us pray you people, even heathens that that on the street, they'd be like, oh, oh you know, they'll, they'll, they'll straighten up just to, to pray. I mean, because their mama taught them something. Yeah, boy, boy, we're praying. <laughs> Bow your head, you know. I mean, that I mean, nobody, nothing, nothing brings people together like prayer. Do you understand what I'm saying? If we would stop complaining and get to praying, I'm telling you, God would, let me tell you, the Bible says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and Come on, can y'all say it like you mean? Humble themselves and pray. If they humble themselves and pray, I will hear, and they had to turn from their wicked ways. They have to repent, turn from their wicked ways. I will hear from heaven and I will heal their land. Our land needs to be healed. I don't know if you're looking around and see that they, our land needs to be healed. This land is your land. This land is my land. No, I heard him say that the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof is his land, but at the same time it needs to be healed. But at this time, at the same time, the body of Christ needs to come together and pray. And as we pray, prayer works. Prayer is powerful. When we pray, he tells us to do so. And, and I, I, was, I pray with a, with a group of guys. I'm telling you, I love, I love praying. But I, uh, and I could love to pray. Uh, this week, I was praying with my guys, and I, I called my father. My, my father, 530 in the morning. I, at, on Friday, I knew where he was 
At 5.30 in the morning, he had just texted me, and we called him. And he prayed with us because I know where he is. He's, I, I, can, I can close my eyes and tell you at 5.30, he gets up. He doesn't, drink, he doesn't drink coffee, and he rolls into the living room at 5.30. He has his Bible, and he starts praying right there at 5.30 in the morning. You know how I know that? Because every morning we would do, he would get us up with that old integrity praise music, you know, those songs, and you know, cassette tapes. I know I'm dating myself. Some of you are just like, what's a cassette tape? Anyway, he would, I would, he would play the cassette tape, and that was our alarm. He would be like, y'all get up. It's time for prayer. And we're like, oh, Lord, not again. I mean, every morning he would get us up and we would pray and he would teach. That's how I learned the word. That's how I learned how to pray. I, I'm telling you what, there was times I didn't necessarily know what I was praying or know how to pray, but I got around people that knew how to pray. And that's how I learned because I believe people, I want to get around people that know how to talk to God and pull down. You ever been around those saints that know how to pray? It does something, amen? You go in looking like a kitten, come out looking like a lion because you have been praying with the lion of the tribe of Judah, amen? And there's power that is there. Uh, and then he didn't say my house should be a, a, a house of just evangelists. And just, he said my house should be called a house of a house of prayer for all nations. So we need to pray. We pray together and, and see God do some amazing things together. I mean, just, I mean, I love the fact that one of my favorite comedians is uh, Michael Jr. When he was, he's telling the story about, you ever heard him tell that story about he was praying with a group of people and, um, and he goes, I was, I didn't know how to pray. And so this lady, his lady was in a circle, and she was like, Lord, I thank you that you're Jehovah Shama, you're Jehovah Jireh, you're, Je- you're Jehovah Tzid Kanu, you're Jehovah Nisi. She's like, man, this lady know all God's nicknames. You know, I didn't know he had nicknames. And he goes, I wasn't going to be outdone by her. So I just was like, Lord, choose moms, choose Jif, Lord. And, and Lord, I just pray that Campbell's Soup, you're just like Campbell's Soup. You're like, mm-mm, good, Jesus. And so... <laughs> I was laughing because I'm like, I've done that before. Just like, Lord, I don't know what I'm praying, but can you please help my prayer, Lord? But you start that way, but you don't always finish that way. If you continue to pray, you get better at it, and you realize that all praying is is talking to God. It's not about how you pray. He said, don't come with these many words. Sometimes you just have to pick up the, anybody have to pick up the red phone, say, Lord, help. Anybody know what I'm talking about? I don't have many words today. I just need your help. Amen. I mean, I'm, I'm telling you, he's answered that prayer much as he's answered, Lord, would you come and just bless? You know, he, I'm, I'm telling you, I don't, I, I've had times where I've just said, Lord, would you just come and do what you can do? Help me because you are a very present help in time of trouble. We're in trouble, Lord. There's trouble all around. But Mama said, she used to say, trouble don't last always because we serve a very, very present help in a time of trouble. Amen? So that's, that's, that's who he is. So his prayer, when we pray his prayer, things change, his prayer. And let's talk about his purpose, the purposes of God. Now, here's, here's what it what talks about in his, um, about his purpose. Um, the truth is, is that when we, when we get around his purpose, this is what he did. The Bible says this. In this prayer that we just read, he said, I have, I've kept them, those that you've given me, in his name. I've manifested your name to the men that you gave me. And then also he said, I've given them your word. How many know the word is what keeps us together as well? 
that the word of God is, is sharper, is powerful, and sharper than in two-edged sword. The Bible says, uh, he, Jesus said, I gave them your word. Heaven and earth will pass away, but the word of God will remain forever. His word will not pass away. We can stand on his word. We can, we can build on his word. He said, whoever hears these sayings of mine, these words of mine, and does them, if they do them, they shall be like a, the man that built his house on the rock. And when the storms came and the wind blew and the rain came and beat on that house, the rock, the house stood still because it was founded on the rock. The rock is Christ, and he is the word of God. Amen? And so, and so he said, he gave, I gave him his word, and then he united them for their, the purpose of God, and he gave them truth because it's not this my truth, your truth. He is the truth. He is the way, the truth, and the life. He is the truth. He said, I gave him the truth, and he gave him the word. Now, he united them for the purposes of God. One of the things that unites us together is walking out and living out the purposes of God for us, for the, for the body of Christ. We're moving together. Now, I used to play football. I played football. Many of you, some of you played football. And, and one of the th things that I knew is uh, we had a coach, and, and the coach gave us different positions. I played right guard. I played left tackle. And, um, and there would be at times where I would play right tackle, in both offense and defense. And, and there was a wide receiver, and there was, there, we had a center, we had a quarterback. And, and all of a sudden, when the ball was, was, was hiked, when they hiked the ball, when they would call that play, um, each person on the team had a function and my function wasn't the same as all the other players on the team when the ball was hiked the wide receivers went out um, the guards blocked the tackles blocked the fullbacks ran the ball the quarterback everybody had a function but we all had the same purpose and that was moving the ball down the field so we could score amen they would, they would call the play, 34 blasts, and I would I love that play because that meant that the fullback was going to get the ball and he was going to run right at my hip, so I was going to drive this guy this way and the tackle was going to drive the guy that way so that the fullback could run in and score. Then they also, I love it, this is my favorite play, was the 28 sweep. That means that I was a pulling guard and I was going to pull and un, some unsuspecting fool was running and didn't know anything about life. And I was going to hit him as hard as I could. And I was going to and, and, and it would be a Mack truck because he didn't know that the Mack Ray was getting ready to Mack and stop him. I wanted to hit him so hard that he would get up and I wanted to see them cartoon birds running around his head. I, want, I was trying to hit him so hard that he'd be like, which way did he go, George? Which way did he go? I, I was like, I don't know which way he went. But I was me, baby, standing over you like David and Goliath. You need me to help you up? No, thanks. And I'd back up. You know what I'm saying? I do the little dance. I'm telling you what, I love that play. And then we love that play because the fullback number 44 was going to run around the corner and he was going to score. And I'm telling you, I love that. But the whole purpose of the team coming together and practicing those plays and bringing those plays together was so that we could run then the ball down the field so we could score. Can I tell you something? There has been the one who is a champion whose name is Jesus Christ who's already scored for us and already won the victory for us and he is bringing us together as the body of Christ. He's bringing us together for his function. He's bringing us together so that we know that we stand in the victor's box because he has won. It is finished. It is already over. God has won. We win and the purposes of God for the church are going to cause us to come together and unite so that we can have the same goal, and that's to run that ball down the field. Amen? 
That's what he's called us to do. Your function is different from my function and all of those things that are going on. But the family of God comes together to unite us when everything else is trying to divide us and keep us from the purposes of God in our lives as a church. You ever notice that church, some of the, some of the most, the, the biggest um, segregation is on Sunday morning. We got this church that believes this and got all these different things. What if, what if the body of Christ just came together and said, man, we are brothers and sisters in Christ. What would it look like, amen, if we came together and just said we're the body of Christ? It was just like this denomination, that denomination. I tell you what, there's common denominator, and his name is Jesus. You can gather around the purposes of God. His prayer his purpose, his purpose is us moving the ball down the field and us winning. I, I think about, I know Pastor Kevin talked about this morning, the kids are back at school, but they're facing a challenge that we didn't face when we were growing up. Do you believe that? that they're facing things. I'm not just talking about critical race theory. Yeah, that is, is awful, all those different things, but they're, they're facing peer pressure. Um, we, I'm praying for a young man this, this week who is trying to stand up and be who God's called him to be. He's, he's, he's standing up, praying for him, calling his name out, and I know that God is going to strengthen him to be able to stand. His friends, man, there's peer pressure. There's bullying. There's all those things that are going on, so I'm praying for our kids to, that they know that they look like Jesus, and God is fortifying them to stand, having done and all to stand with their loins girt about with truth that no matter what comes their way, they can stand there for and know. It's like, what are you going to do? I'm going to stand. Having done all to stand with my loins girt about with this truth that God is with me and that if he is for us, then he's more than the world that's against us. Amen? Are you praying that over your kids? Are you praying that over your children? Are you praying that over your spouse? Man, I know my, my, I know Vanessa prays for me. I mean, she prays. I'm talking about she, <laughs> I laugh because she, got, she prays for me with groanings that cannot be uttered. She just be like, Lord, I don't even know how to pray for him. Um, she, I know she prays for me. She's a praying wife. She's a praying mother. And my mom, I mean, I got people praying for me. I know Pastor Terry prays for me. I have people praying for me. But at the same time, I'm praying myself that the, that the church will be united and that all the corruption, all things that are going on in society right now, that we would understand and look at, not just look at the corruption, but we would look to Jesus, who is the author and finisher of our faith. Amen? Amen. Think about all the things that are trying to tear, tear down the, the, the family, the nuclear family. God started in Genesis 128 with the family, did he not? He started with the family. And then, and then he ends with the family of God. He continues that theme throughout Scripture. It's the family. And Satan's doing everything he can to try to tear that apart. But I'm telling you what, I love this. We're doing weddings or whatever. What God's brought together, talking about man and, man and woman, let no man take asunder because he has brought us together for such a time as this. You want to talk about revival? See the body of Christ come together in unity. You want to talk about renewal? See the body of Christ come together in unity. You want to talk about the, the nation turning to Jesus? Because I'm telling you what, God doesn't ride on the backs of donkeys and elephants. He rides with his spirit and which we follow after his spirit, whatever it is. We talk about, I'm telling you what, we ought to get involved. I'm telling you, we ought to get involved. But we are still to look to Jesus as the one. His administration trumps the administration that's current right now. Do you understand that? I'm looking to that administration. I love the fact that he's on the throne. I tell you what, I would come to Pastor Terry different times with issues in my life, and sometimes I didn't want to come to him because I knew what he was going to say. You ever know that? Sometimes I go to my father and go to even my dad, and I go to Pastor Terry. I'd be like, Pastor Terry, I know what you're going to say, but I'm going to say it anyway. I'm going to ask you anyway. What do you think about this situation? He'd be like, you know, here's what I know. God is still on the throne. I'd be like, 
I know he is, but I want to know what he's saying right now about this situation. <laughs> He'd be like, this is all I know. I don't necessarily know. I know God is still on the throne. He has all power. He has all authority, and he cares about you. And so I'm telling you, I, you could take that to the bank. How do you know we can live with that? Amen? That is, you call that the beans and rice of, 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 our, of our faith. That's something that will stick with us and sustain us through all the times and different things that we have going on. His prayer, his purpose, and now let's talk about his people, the people of God. I'm going to read the rest of this, this verse because this is what it says about, about his people. Here's, here's what he says. I do not pray for these alone, but also for those who will believe in me through their through their word, what they say, that they all may be one. Just like verse 11, that they all be one, just as you are. In verse 21, you, Father, are in me and I in you. That they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that you sent me. And the glory which you gave me, I have given them, that they may be one just as we are one. You think he wants us to be one? Look at verse 23, I and them, you and me, that they may be perfect in one. He says it three times right there in those three verses. You think he wants us to be one? The people of God, he wants us to be one. He's calling us to be together as one. I, li- I love Dr. Evans' uh, d- explanation of what oneness is. When we talk about the tr- what we call the trinity, it's like, it's like a pretzel, three different holes, but all the same dough. Right? There's three different holes in that pretzel, but all of it is the same dough that goes in the heat so that you can enjoy it. I'm telling you what, the spirit, the father loves the, loves the son, the son loves the father, the spirit joins them all together. And when you see them as one, you realize that that is what we want to be. We see them as one. He said, listen, this is my prayer that they see us and the relationship that we have going on. And they say, we want that. We want to be a part of that. And then when they see us, they see, they see Jesus. They say, we want some of that. We want to be a part of that. They look at us and they see the joy of the Lord is our strength. They see the fact that we're that we're smiling and we have joy and we have peace and we and we have the spirit of God. And so they walk up and belly up to the bar and they say, I want what they're having. Amen. I want to have what they're having because the truth of the matter is, is that we carry the very presence of God. When the people of God are together, we carry the presence of God, the essence of God, the power of God, the peace of God, the life of God. And all of a sudden you got those things together and you're like, oh, man, we are carrying heaven with us on earth, on earth as it is in heaven. And his prayer is being answered through us as we walk together in unity. Amen. And that's 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 what it is. And so that like I was talking earlier about my family. I love my family. I love my immediate family. There's, you know, Vanessa and we got two boys and two girls and, you know, CJ's off in Tennessee, but we have. We have we got we got our kids and they they're grown up and so now they're all driving everybody's driving and so there are times when Vanessa and I are at home alone and we are just sitting there together and we go do you do you hear that it is the sound of silence 
it is a beautiful sound because they're just, I mean, just off doing their own thing. We, we, we love it sometimes, and, but, but one of the hardest things to do is try to get us together. Now, tell the truth. With people going in different directions, how hard is it sometimes to get the family together? Man, when they get, when they, right now, some of you guys that got little guys, y'all are like, we're never going to be alone. Oh, my gosh, Lord, help us. And then when they go off, you're like, man, we don't never see our kids. We don't never see them. So you can't have, you try to have your cake and eat it too or eat the cake and have it or whatever it is that you want to have. I like cake. And so the truth is, is that we're always trying to get them together. And so they're, they're, always, they're always moving. And they're different. They have different personalities. I remember Brayden, uh, when she was, so, she was so little, she would be prancing around in her little tutu, and she would be dancing by her. I saw her spin herself around. I just like, ooh, girl, what you doing? She'd go, I dancing, daddy. And now she traded that, that, that tutu in for Two, uh, uh, Remington 222. I mean, so she's down, she's a warrior, you know, and, and likes to hunt with me and, you know, and cleaning dead stuff, you know, and she's just like that, you know, I just like, don't reach her hand in that. She go, you know what I'm saying? And so she's changed and they all have their different personality. They've changed, but they've grown up. They've all grown up. And, they, and, and, and the truth of the matter is, is we try to get them all together and it's hard. But when we get together, we have a good time. Amen. We do. Do we not? We have a good time. Luke, look up here. I'm talking to you. Yeah, we have a good time. <laughs> Say amen to me while I'm talking to you. <laughs> Y'all are laughing, but there's times when he's, he's bigger than me. I was like, let me tell you something. <laughs> I will not. Anyway, so the truth is, is that we do. We have a great time. We're family together. We are family. I mean, we're together, and we enjoy each other. I'm telling you what, and the people who are broke, come from broken homes and come from where they didn't have that, when they see our family together, when they see the family of God together, there's something about that that is attractive. Do you understand what I'm saying? Is it attractive? We are attractive to the world because we are joined together. God has placed us together. It's attractive. I'm telling you what, when you bring somebody in who, who is fractured and they realize that when we come together that there's wholeness, there is life that comes out of that where they want to be a part of the family of God. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's his prayer, his purpose, and his people that he's joining together for such a time as this so that we can show the world the oneness of the family of God. The oneness. Who say that with me? The oneness. the oneness. And then we walk together as one. Not in disunity, but as one. Say it with me. As one. Say it together. As one. The family of God. When we come together, it's the unity of the faith, and we're endeavoring to keep that together so that the world. When we talk about evangelism, the best thing you can do is preach the gospel and use words if necessary. How do we do that? By being the family of God and walking together in unity. How will they know that you're disciples? Because we show the love that we have for one another. Amen? Amen. His love. Definition of his love. So I'm praying for you that you understand that God is bringing us together, the family of God, walking together hand in hand. Well, I'm not talking about it. All the, the world has a definition of what they think unity is. That is not God's definition of unity. And the way that they're doing it is not God's way. His will, the word of God, says we're joined together through the blood of Jesus. Amen? Brought, we were far, brought us near to the family of God, the household of God. And you are part of it. Can I just tell you something this morning? Are you listening? Everybody listen? Everybody looking up here? Can I tell you something? My family looks good. 
Look at my, I'm looking at my family. You all look good. I love my family. I love the family of Sojourn. And, I, I'm, and if you're here this morning and you don't know Jesus and you're just like, I'm on the outside, you can be a part of the family of God this morning. Those of you that are watching and you need to be a part of the family of God, you can be a part of the family of God because that's what God's called us to. It's either you're in or you're out. If you're in Christ, you're a new creation. Old things are passed away. New has come. So don't keep scrolling. You see, see us ever. Don't keep scrolling. Accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior so that you can come out of darkness and into the marvelous light of God. And join the family of God. We're a good-looking family. We, we, I'm telling you, we're diverse. We got things that are going on. We don't, we don't, we're not perfect, but at the same time, we are held together by the love of Christ. Amen. Amen.